Welcome to the Force Cancer Charity Podcast, your window into the world of Devon's very own local cancer support charity. Hello, I'm Jane and I'm one of the nurses here at the Force Cancer Support Centre. And I'm Louise and I'm the oncology physiotherapist working here. Well, hello Louise and it's really nice to be able to sit down with you and catch up and um, tell me a little bit about your role here. Um, I have to say, when I think of the different people that work in a cancer support centre, the role of a physio doesn't jump out at me. So can you tell me a little bit more about your role here? And is it very different to the role of a physio working in the hospital? Well, the role of a physio um, is very much involved with the rehabilitation um, of a patient, so helping in the recovery um, of their physical fitness, maybe from injury or from a medical condition. And in my situation, I was I was an oncology and haematology phys- physiotherapist in the trust, mm-hmm. and so involved in, in helping people in their recovery, maybe from complications or side effects of their treatment, and their recovery to, to get them home safely. But the, the role... I now have here at, at Force has been really to to develop a benefit of rehab at all, at all stages, um, and um, this could be as early as diagnosis. Really? And, yes, yeah. um, because we, we know that actually, if you can get yourself as fit as possible before active treatment, then the likelihood is that your recovery is going to be that much quicker as well. I've heard that referred to as prehab, is that right? That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. becoming a bit of a buzzword now in, in, in cancer rehabilitation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so who can access your service? How would somebody go about accessing your service? Well, um, a lot of referrals do actually come from the hospital, so that might be a consultant or, or a cancer nurse specialist, but patients can actually... Do, um, refer themselves to me um, either by email or by telephone. Oh, right, OK. Um, and we can give out that telephone number perhaps at the end, or it's, I think it's on our, um, well, I know it's on our website. Um, so how do you go about assessing people once they've made that contact with you? Do they have to wait? Um, what, what happens? Well, obviously, um, because of the different stages of, 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 um, that people might access me, it, it's very much an individual consultation. Um, and if I am seeing somebody um, before, uh, before they start treatment, then it's very much about advice about how to get themselves fitter. But I might be seeing them at the more the restorative um, stage, where perhaps they've finished treatment, um, but what we know is that people generally end up less fit and less active Mm. after treatment so it would be thinking about a program of of recovery and that might be home exercise or or it might be considering a program in the community um, where I could signpost people to to be able to give them the confidence um, and motivation to have a safe recovery program. Oh, well, I'd like to come back to that. But first, can I just ask you something? Um, I know some people, when they're having cancer treatments, they feel quite unwell and uh, suffer with fatigue. Some of them, it's the last thing they want to do is exercise. Wouldn't it be better for them to rest and think about exercise, perhaps when they feel better, when their treatment's over? What's your thoughts on that? Well, definitely, cancer-related fatigue, the tiredness that um, patients experience when going through treatment, is probably the biggest side effect 
that, that they have. And it's a very unusual tiredness. It's a tiredness that um, isn't, isn't actually benefited by rest. Normal tiredness is when we overdo things or we don't get enough sleep. So therefore, rest or getting a good night's sleep and we wake up refreshed. Yeah. But people going through cancer will actually report maybe being lucky enough to get a good night's sleep, but still waking up tired mm. or hitting walls of tiredness with, with, without doing very much. Yeah. As health professionals, we didn't really address this, um, you know, a decade ago. But this is probably the area where research um, proved the most benefit quite early on. Yeah. And definitely rest isn't best. And we try to give the advice for people to keep as active as possible during treatment. Um, and then, as I say, the on- role of the oncology physiotherapist is to help people recover their energy levels by through activity sort of at the end of treatment. Yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned some research there uh, and going back in time. Did you, did you meet anyone along the way that inspired you to... Uh, to pursue this role? Um. Well, I think, Jane, we were both very lucky to meet a very inspirational person. Um, as I say, it's been, there's been a whirlwind of research um, worldwide yeah. um, about the benefits of, of, of exercise and cancer rehabilitation as being a strategy for, for cancer patients. Um, but here in this country, um, uh, Dr Anna Campbell has been leading a lot of research, particularly with breast care, um, cancer patients yeah. in Scotland. And we were very lucky that um, FORCE invited her down um, probably about... 10 years ago, wasn't at it? At least, at least 10 years, I think, yeah. Yeah, and just for a one-day course, yeah. but it was all quite new, um, um, and uh, she presented her research. She also talked about exercise programmes and her company, Can Rehab, um, that actually trains fitness and health professionals um, in extra knowledge, um, and fitness instructors can, can, can come out with a level four cancer right. rehab qualification as a result of attending that course. So does that mean there's fitness instructors in local gyms around the uh, around the area that we serve? Extra East Devon, Mid Devon, um, well, to, to name a few. Have we got fitness instructors in place? or That has been one of the roles when Force, um, amazing charity that I work for, and really have been at the forefront of developing cancer rehab. There were no cancer rehab programmes at all in Devon and Cornwall. Um, and then um, FORCE actually invited Can Rehab to come down and um, funded a course um, for the first stream of, of fitness instructors. Um, and as a result of that, we now have at least 13, I think, really? um, um, fitness instructors with a level four cancer rehab qualification. This means that patients can really feel safe and confident in in the pres- prescription of exercises yeah. that, that they're being given. Um, again, historically, some patients were felt they were being wrapped up in cotton wool when they went to yeah. a gym, just the, knowing that there was a history of cancer meant that perhaps they weren't being given a, a programme that, that really fulfilled their return to fitness. Yeah, yeah. 
And how do you keep up with these fitness instructors? Is it a one-off training or do you keep in touch with them over time? They're, I know them all personally. Um, I, yeah. I, I can, um, and, and that, again, gives confidence to, to the patient. Um, I also put on educational events uh, two or three times a year. Yeah. Um, so keeping everyone, uh, myself included, up to date um, with um, any um, uh, any new sort of treatments um also any new research that's coming out of that um just recently there have been guidelines for exercise and um bone metastases um and and again being able to disperse that information to the fitness instructors so again you know and so that they know that they can prescribe safe exercises um and the benefits of those safe exercises so it sounds like they can contact you whenever they like really if they've got any concerns or worries absolutely Yeah. yeah you're listening to the force cancer charity podcast One of the most important things is people need to enjoy what they're doing. Exercise can be a bit of a dirty word for some people. So exercise could be brisk walking, um, functional things, gardening. Um, But sometimes a programme at the end of treatment or at some stage in treatment can be just a safer way of returning to these activities, um, um, which because it's more measurable and you are supervised doing it. But, but swimming is a fantastic form of exercise. Yeah. Um, there are certain times, um, um, and obviously you have to think about the individual and other comorbidities, um, and also the stage of their treatment. Um, you might have to weigh up that perhaps during chemotherapy, might not swimming might not be the best form of exercise purely because of... Um, uh, just increased risk of infection. Oh, maybe. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And also immediately after radiotherapy, again, it probably is advisable not to go into water yeah. um, immediately after radiotherapy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, I know here we've also got the yoga programme running, haven't we? Uh, we've got a brilliant yoga teacher. Um, and I think you can refer people into that program as well, can you? Absolutely, Louise? and patients again can self-refer. Yeah. The beauty about the Force Centre is that we don't need external referrals for nearly all our services, um, and patients can just pick up the phone um, and and refer them themselves for our services. Obviously, the last year has been challenging on many levels for everyone, and particularly uh, people undergoing cancer treatments or living with a cancer diagnosis. Um, how have you managed? How have you tailored your services to to meet the need of those people over the the last year with the pandemic? Um, if you'd asked me this a year and a half ago, I would have felt that physiotherapy was going to be in, incredibly difficult and rehab incredibly difficult to pr- provide um, remotely. But we've all had to change the way we work. I'm now able to offer. Um, um, phone consultations and also video consultations I'm afraid I'm one of those people that have never even heard of Zoom before the pandemic and now not only am I regularly um, offering um, Zoom consultations but we've also set up um, several exercise Zoom exercise classes that we can offer to patients and um, just recently we've even 
managed to go international and a lady who had a treatment here at Exeter is now attending from Gozo. Wow, well, I've actually heard about uh, these exercise programmes on Zoom. And uh, I also, whilst the, you know, the, the reason it is to exercise to, for rehabilitation, uh, it's been quite a support, hasn't it, for those people taking part? Is that, am I right in thinking that? Yes, it has indeed. Um, uh, the exercise classes are, tend to, to run more like a circuit, um, and um, I'm definitely not Joe Wicks, um, but, um, and I don't have a posh clock like, like he has <laughs> counting down. Um, but when we're performing an exercise, there's an opportunity for people to talk while they're, while they're performing that exercise and 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 share um and not all the conversation is around their their cancer treatment but sometimes things come up that um that that is shared around around the class but also there's a lot of other sharing we've shared recipes (laughs) things that are good to watch on television um and um yes we learn a lot from each other but there's a lot of laughter as well i was gonna say i've heard you sharing a lot of laughter when i've walked by with the zoom class so yeah so it sounds like there's a real positive uh, benefit on general health um and mental health absolutely Yeah. yeah The, the research um, that um, there's so much out there if you're interested in it, there's a report that um, was published in 2011, the Move More report, um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. which looked at all the research about exercise um, and cancer. And um, the main thing that, that came out in the early research was just the improvement on quality of life um, and the psychological benefits. But then after that, the improvement in the fatigue, the energy, yeah. um, and more recently in um, in some cancers, being able to dramatically show the reduction in recurrence. Wow. So. Um, uh, and also latest research in um, living longer with non-curative cancer yeah. exercise being hugely beneficial with yeah. that. Well, that's really good news, isn't it? And uh, good to get out there and share with people. Yes, um, I mean, the report talks about exercise being the underrated wonder drug of cancer. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yes, seeing, seeing traumatic things. And, and with non-curative cancers, people living so much longer um, and maybe, you know, the research with yeah. the exercise. That's so that's why we're calling it a prescription, uh, uh, exercise prescription then. It should be yeah. alongside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's in pathways now. The 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 strategy of England to um, um, achieve, achieving world class um, um, results with cancer. Um, the, the the strategy does report and and suggest and recommend that there should be exercise programmes being available for yeah. patients and health and well being events. And as I say, you know, force sort of the the the, the strategy was published in two thousand fifteen, but um, force really. It were the front runners and and we began developing this long before yeah before the strategy mm. came out now i guess not everybody wants to come to the center and take part in exercise groups or classes um but if they want to stay fit and healthy at home i guess they, there's other things they can be doing absolutely and again that's my role it's not always that my, our consultations don't always end up with an exercise referral to a community program yeah. it's about advice um building confidence sometimes building motivation um and sometimes just giving um permission for patients to with 
when we talked about fatigue, it can so knock confidence if you yeah. feel that your body is telling you you're tired, that you've overdone it. Um, but that tiredness probably would have happened anyway with not actually sort of doing much exercise. So it's about sort of perhaps um, reframing things for patients and giving them the confidence and perhaps some few home exercises yeah. that they can do um, just to sort of work on specific muscles, which we know weaken the quickest yeah. if, if, if we've um, been unwell or yeah. gone through treatment. So things like gardening as well and... Dare I say it, housework? Absolutely. They're all forms, forms of really good exercise. Yeah. Just need to be mindful if you are very, very deconditioned after treatment that sometimes you can overdo it, as we all know, in the garden. Yeah. Um, not so much me with housework, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. No. Um, but again, that's why sometimes working on a few exercises to strengthen means that you can go back to, you know, pulling up the weeds and spending half a day digging with, not, with the confidence that you're yeah. not going to overdo it. Yeah. Um, well, it all sounds, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, it, is there a cost to this? Because there's obviously a cost somewhere, but who pays for this, uh, um, for this service and for the training of the fitness instructors? How, how does it get funded? Initially, the, the, the first wave of fitness instructors, again, the wonderful force, managed to um, provide and um, funded that that. that first wave of training so I think I think there are about eight fitness instructors that came out of that that training course since then we've been very supported by the community leisure centers who have gone on and and trained some extra fitness instructors so that's been wonderful for forces service my role this is all free and funded by force so anyone can come and have an individual consultation with myself and be sent away with home exercise programs exercises printed off for them individually for them um, attending zoom classes Um, the external um, community programs are now um, uh, under the umbrella of the exercise prescription um, programs that are run um, and refer GPs to refer patients okay. to. Yeah. But again, the leisure centres have been really, really supportive of force yeah. and um, and have reduced their costs greatly. And most of the programmes work out not much more than £3 a session, which is very reasonable yeah. compared to other yeah. other classes that people might be thinking of, of attending. Yeah. Okay. And I guess if, if people really can't afford that, there may be help available and um, perhaps people can phone us uh, phone the nurses and we can talk about getting uh, that's one of your roles isn't yeah, it yeah <laughs> sort of like benefits appointments Absolutely. if it's if it really can't be found um, yes. in in the family budget so um well thanks Lou. Uh, Lou this has been really interesting a really interesting insight into your role here at force and uh thanks for spending the time talking to me about it well it's um, been lovely sitting down with you Jane yeah thank you Thanks for listening to the Force Cancer Charity Podcast. If you need support from Force, call us on 01392 406 151 or send an email to support at forcecancercharity.co.uk. You'll find more details on our website, forcecancercharity.co.uk.